everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey, everybody, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number four, 548. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, the geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ron Mess. And I am Mako-chan. And normally, as you would know, we would do we two episodes a month. Uh, we would have uh, guests, uh, guest uh, p- podcasters on the show that are part of the um, Anime Jam session. Unfortunately, we kind of ran into a snag here on that. Um, Ari is out tonight. Because he's working the afternoon shifts, which is tier, which is like basically second shift, so he wouldn't be able to make it, which is something I completely understand because I've worked those. And normally, on when we get to like I believe like the fourth Saturday, like the third Tuesday of the month, Wild Spice would join us, but my darling daughter, con daughter, is packing up and moving to Florida. And I, I'm a little salty about that. But I completely understand. If it was any other state except for Florida or Texas, I, I, I would, I'd be okay with it. But it is what it is. And due to technical difficulties, which I will get into um, during uh, How Was Our Week, um, I'd asked... Uh, Barry to come join us, but she is pooped from her stream, so she is resting. If she's here in the chat, she's just probably idling, and if she is, don't bother her. She will rip your jaw off. So, you know. Anywho, let's get the uh, ball on the roll, on the, let's get the ball rolling on this, shall we? Sure. Wonderful. Marco John, how are you doing tonight? Um okay for the most part my allergies are like kicking my butt i could tell yeah yeah so it it doesn't help that the weather's been like really fucked up too Mm. um just that it was very hot on friday and then it was kind of mild this weekend and then monday was kind of humid and then today it was like kind of meh and then it was stormy and then tomorrow's supposed to be cooler and I'm just like stop it today is the first day of summer well this whole spring you know bullshit is done Mako-chan. not that you know not that i want it to be hot and humid and crappy anyway because this is my least favorite time of the year because of the heat and the humidity but the the going back and forth between you know, all the different seasons is really what is screwing up the trees outside, and it's what's screwing up everything else. And I just wanted to end. I'm tired of the trees masturbating on me. <laughs> Mako John, tell us how you really feel. Tree masturbation sucks. <laughs> I'm going to have to put that as a quote on our Facebook page. Say what? I said you do that. I will. I'm reminded of that song with the bunnies. You know, everyone's have had more sex than me. I can just see you bitching about all the trees are having more sex than you. And to be perfectly honest, it isn't fair. That's not right. 
but I guess if the trees aren't having sex, we none of most of us will probably will not be alive. Not necessarily. Okay. You can survive with all male trees, and you can survive with all female trees. Mm. It, you just the, they don't need to be producing this much. I I honestly don't even know the difference between a male and a female tree, really. Well, if you can summarize it, um, the female trees have fruit. Okay. So the reason why the male trees are giving off so much pollen is because they have not been able to pollinate a tree. That's why they continue to keep producing pollen, because there's no female tree around them to help to stop that and to produce the fruit. Because way back when, um, when all of the trees were being planted, they decided that it would be a good idea. And I'm talking about um, urban areas and things like that. They decided that it would be a good idea to plant all male trees so that the female trees didn't get the ground dirty with all the fruit. Except that the male trees are the ones that produce pollen. So if you planted nothing but female trees, the female trees would not get pollinated, thus no fruit, thus no garbage on the ground, and no pollen that we have to deal with. So this is people thinking that dicks are better than vaginas. I, I just want you to look at Sia Berry's comment. Yes, I see that. <laughs> 50 points, good sir. 50 points. And for those of you who are wondering what he says, he goes, one has the Utena and the other has the Anthe. Well played, good sir. Well played. And I think I heard a cat squeaking in the background earlier. Yes, that that was Castiel. That was my little Cassie. Um, she's, she's a sassy bitch. Just like her owner. Yeah, pretty much. Mm -hmm. She is, she gets very sassy. Um, she has found her voice and she does not like when I don't pet her and she wants to be pet. So she will bite me until I start petting her. She's but she has like the, the softest purr. You can barely hear it. Unlike the motorboat behind me. You should have just renamed her to Rick James because she's being that sassy going, look, bitch, I told you to pet me, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> and as Slime Boy says, Spicy Kitty. Yes, they both are. Damien's not spicy. He's just loud. And grumpy. Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Anywho, let's get the show on the road. Uh, we are live tonight, week of June 21st, 2022, right here on Twitch TV. We're here live every Tuesday from 9 to 10.30 p.m. Eastern. You can follow our antics here at Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session. Uh, we're also part of the Voice of Geeks Network at vognetwork.com. You can check out their shows at Twitch TV slash Vlog Network. They kick things off Sundays at 8 p.m. with the Bobby Blackwolf Show, followed by Orange Lounge Radio at 9. And don't forget to check out our Discord at vlognetwork.com slash Discord. Every channel, every show that's been part of the Voice Geeks Network has their own channel. So come through, hang out, and say hi. Leave some news. Leave some notes. Uh, just clean up after yourself when you get out of the pool, because uh, Drew Nami is basically... 
he's protesting, so, you know, union rules and all that, jibber-jabber, you know, anyhow. Now that we got that out the way, gonna, we're gonna, I'm basically gonna ask Mako-chan, how was her week and how was your day? Mako! Um, well, I guess technically it's been two weeks since yeah. we mm-hmm. had a no real show last week, but yeah, I, n- nothing. This is, this is my life. I'm too broke to do anything. Mm. Uh, mainly because gas prices are ridiculous. And you're a homeowner. Well, yeah, but it, it's it, more of the gas like, prices. It, well, yeah, I mean, if I, I do have, you know, my home bills and stuff like that, but um, it really, it really is my commute and the gas prices that are really killing me. Um, it's $60 every three days for me to fill my tank mm. to get back and forth to work. So every pay period, I have to spend over $120 just for gas. And that doesn't include my tolls. So and every pay, yeah, every pay period at this point, because um, we have since gone over $5 a gallon. Um, so the last time I got gas was 63 and change for a full tank. I, I, I'm sorry. I do not believe that the price of gas has anything to do with the war acro- across the pond. It's just the, the gas companies are like, oh, we can't get gas from them. Let's just jack it up and not open up our reserves. You stingy bastards. I, I mean, that is definitely part of it. Yeah. Um, there is no reason for it to be this expensive. Right. And it is not political. I mean, it sort of is, but it's but, not really. It has yeah. nothing to do with politics. It has to do with greedy corporate greed. CEOs. Yep. You know, because uh, during me- COVID, mm-hmm. they did not have a lot of people going and getting gas. So they, you know, lost... A uh, hundred thousand dollars here and there. Um, so I guess still talk is... home a billion plus. Yeah. But you know, what do we know? Mm-hmm. But but Marco, let me ask you: before the, the hike and all the gas stuff, how much would it cost you to fill up your tank normally? Um, before the hike, I could fill my tank anywhere between thirty and forty dollars. Um, it depending on. You know, the the main thing was mm. depending on how often I drove it. Um, so like the the hike really started once everybody started going back to work. Um, so before like during the middle of COVID, the prices came down mm. really really badly. Um, I mean it was good for me, but yeah. you know I can understand why they jacked them up so much. But back and forth to work, I was spending like thirty five dollars. Um, Every, you know, three, well, and I was living a little bit closer, so I was spending $35 every week. And now because I'm, you know, so far away from work, uh, it, you know, not only do I have more gas to pay, but now it's more expensive. Mm -hmm. So I, it has slowly gone up. Um, When I first started driving from where I am now, it was uh, 42 and change. Mm. So just since January, it has gone up almost $20 every time I fill my tank. So, yeah, 
that that explains how I'm doing and why I haven't left the house. No, I, I, <laughs> I totally get that. I, you know, I I halfway expect you know mass uh mass transit an uptick in mass transit. I'm expecting that, but. I'm not really seeing it, especially when I, I get... Would, I would not be surprised. Um, usually, like, if I were to come out and visit you, mm-hmm. it would, you know, be around the same for me to drive in to visit you as yep. it would be to take mass transit. Um, so the reason why I drive in is because then I have my car, and if we want to do anything, then, right. you know, I can drive. As it is right now, it is ex- it is so much cheaper for me to take mass transit into the city than it is to drive just because of um, not only the gas, but you know, the, the tolls and the bridges and all of that. Mm-hmm. So th- this is the first time that it is cheaper for me to take mass transit into New York than it is to drive and by a significant amount. Yeah. And, and let's be real. If you took mass transit in, we we wouldn't even leave the house really, except to go to the corner store. They, if we need anything, we'll just order it and have it delivered. Damn, you know. Probably. Yeah, definitely. So, my weekend day has been uh, the same. Let's get into you know. Let, let's discuss the elephant in the room. Um, a uh, last week. So, here's the thing. As you all know, Ichigo no longer goes by Ichigo. Her con name is now Barry. And one of the things that I did was update the graphics and the video with her new con name, you know. Because to me, a cosplayer who goes by a con name is no different from a trans person going by their new name. They'd rather be recognized by that, and I think that's hella respectful, you know. So, I'm putting everything together. I bring up the overlay that you see here with our names on it. Her old name is on there. She said, don't worry about it. It's fine. And I said, no, it is not fine. It is not okay. It bothers me that the that the overlay has her old name, but the credits have her new name. So while everything is all fine and dandy, I go ahead and fire up Photoshop in the background. And for some reason, Photoshop is just crawling along. I'm like... As if this was like a ten-year-old computer on a on a on a regular spinning drive. I'm like, what the shit? So I go in, I make the edits, and I save it, and I check the settings. For some reason, Photoshop disabled the acceleration, the uh, the GPU acceleration, even though it is enabled. It just was totally ignoring it. So that explains why it took so long to load. Fine, whatever. Close that out. And that's when we proceed. To go live. When everything was fine and dandy. Until I noticed in OBS. It flipped over to. Stop streaming. You know. And I'm just like. What the hell. I see a pop up. About the NVENG encoder. I'm like. Okay. Fine. Whatever. Clear everything out. Start back up. At the same time. Mako-chan first tells me. That it crashed. I mean. That there was a black screen. I see it. Go offline again. Now. I don't remember if I did a reboot or not after that. And I said, you know what? After the third time, if we run into a problem, no show. That's it. Cool. Fire everything back up. Everything is good. 
I didn't even notice it goes offline till Mako says screen is black. I don't know why, but that just flipped a switch in my head and I just said, fuck this, no show. And I just swung the microphone arm. Smacks right into my monitor. Busted in two different places. And I wasn't even angry about that. I was more angry about my about what was going on with my system than the car than, than what had happened. Mind you, I just paid off the monitor, but I didn't care. I absolutely did not care. Why? Because I was doing something positive for a not just for a host of the show, but also a friend. So if cracking something, if damaging something means that when we do the show, their name is up there properly, we're good. We're golden. That's how we do it. And I'm perfectly okay with that, you know? So, fine. And I just, that's how I feel. I, that's why, you know, I wasn't angry about what I did. Maybe because I can afford to buy another one. And even if I couldn't afford another one, I'd still feel the same way. So, I hop on Amazon the next day, order a replacement screen. Simple as that. I'm able to work off of it by minimizing the windows. I'm like, I can deal with this. It's nothing serious. So, I I get I put the order through, and the new monitor is supposed to arrive on Friday. So I'm like, I come in, I'll put I'll swap the monitor, call it a day. I get the notification that it was delivered. When I get home, I don't see the monitor on my porch. I'm sitting here thinking, my monitor got stolen. So, I contact Amazon. Actually, no, this was Thursday this happened. Yeah, Thursday. I go through everything, and I'm just like, what the hell? Friday, I contact them. They're basically... They're saying through the automated, I have to wait 24 hours. I'm like, nah, I'm not waiting 24 hours over the fact that my monitor got stolen. I go into the chat and I explain, you know, what happened. They send out a brand new monitor. Or so I thought. <sighs> Later that evening, um, I, I get a text from my upstairs neighbors asking if I ordered a monitor. For some of y'all who have who have heard my stories about the upstairs neighbors, I think y'all know where I'm going with this. If you don't, just buckle in and I'll explain it. The kids upstairs thought it was their new TV. They brought it inside, opened it up. When they started to assemble the stand, and so they realized this was not their TV. They didn't see my name on the package. And I can see why. Normally, when you get an order from Amazon, there is one shipping label from Amazon to you. This monitor came from a reseller going to Amazon's wholesale um, warehouse. On the other side of the box towards the bottom, there was the shipping label from Amazon's warehouse to me. And I'm just like, well, fuck. So now... I have an extra monitor because that following Sunday, the, the actual monitor arrived. So I'm just like, well, fuck, here we are. <laughs> so now I have the new working monitor, the old one that's busted, and a second one sitting in a box. 
which I have basically sold to a to a coworker for two hundred bucks. A a two a a fourteen forty p monitor that can do one hundred sixty five megahertz that does that has two HDMI ports that can do four K for two hundred beans. Hey, I think that's a steal. So that's it, and that's where we are. Now, as for the rest of the day, I did hang out with uh, I, I hung out with Slime Boy over the weekend. We hung out, we had lunch, we had drinks, good times all around. Also, while I was while during this whole weekend, I will let you all to know, all of the convention photos from this year are up and posted on AnimeJamSession.com on Facebook.com/AnimeJamSession. I would like for all of you to know that the videos are done too. Only thing now is I got to create the YouTube thumbnail, which I will take care of tomorrow. And then I'll be uploading all of those videos tomorrow night. And they'll be premiering on our YouTube page every single day starting um, Thursday or Friday. I don't want to get it mixed up with, you know, announcing of other uh, other videos. So most likely podcast goes up Wednesday. Video podcast goes up Thursday, so the new episode, so the new convention videos will be going up starting Friday. So that that will be fun, and that's basically my week and day. And I just want to give a special shout out to Sierra Berry and everybody else that's been throwing bits at us and and gift subbing. We appreciate you. Y'all are awesome. And I know we've gone basically over our normal time before we get into the news, but since it's just me and Mako, we'll probably get through this pretty quickly. So probably, here, yeah. And here is housekeeping news. Uh, don't forget we have all of our episodes available on our YouTube page. Um, episodes are available if you are a Twitch subscriber at Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session. I believe for normal Twitch uh, viewers, it's available for two weeks. If you're a subscriber, it's there for thirty days. If you want to catch episodes older than um, 30 days, you can head over to youtube.com slash anime jam session. We have episodes going all the way back to 2021, so definitely check them out. And as you watch, you know there's just been an improvement as time goes on. And don't forget our list of upcoming conventions. Currently, we have three. These may change based on availability of staffers, uh, convention, finances, and all that good stuff. It's basically patent pending. ShikariCon, August 20th to the 21st in Plymouth Meeting, Pennsylvania. Pop Cult Anime Convention, August 27th to the 28th, Boston, Massachusetts. RetroCon, September 24th to the 25th, Oaks, Pennsylvania. And now that we got that out the way, we're going to do Geek Roundtable. Because I have something here I've been dying to open for almost two weeks, so... Take it away, Mako-chan. Sure. I'm not obsessed. Bullshit. I'm not obsessed. I just happen to um, enjoy... Yeah, I, I enjoy collecting um, supernatural stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Um, I, it, it's a plushie. I, I had to. Um, I, I have the plush for Sam and Dean. I have the plush for Cass and Crowley. I now have a... Um, Hellhound plush to go with Crowley, so the boys kind of needed a plush baby, so I, I had to. I had to. And I'm not obsessed, mm-hmm. I swear. I'm not. Uh, I swear. Uh, sure. Mm-hmm. Really. 
I mean, it's 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 not like I have a standing collection of you know challenge coins of the seasons of Supernatural, and um, you know it's not like I collect the the various uh, charms for the bracelet. I, I I swear I'm I'm not obsessed. You are so full of crap, and you know it. Uh, no, no, I I'm just I I have a healthy appreciation for supernatural merchandise. Um, <laughs> you do realize nobody believes you, right? <laughs> yeah. At le- I, okay, look, look. So <laughs> can we just say I'm obsessed with things that I um, enjoy? Seeing as how, I mean, yes, I, I do have a very large collection of supernatural crap, but I have a large collection of just crap crap. So can we just say that I'm obsessed with things that make me happy? Yes. Yes, you can. So, yeah. I mean, we won't talk that I keep saying that I will not buy t-shirts and, you know, I happen to buy two Mark Shepard t-shirts um, that have Crowley on it. And, you know, I won't say that I just bought, you know, a, a, a Kane t-shirt. Um, I, I will not say that I, you know, keep saying that I will not buy more t-shirts and, you know, keep buying t-shirts. But it, it is what it is. And I, Yeah. Keep digging that hole there, Mako Chan. Keep digging. It's all right. I need new plumbing. <laughs> that well water works oh so much. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah. Plush. Look. At least with my Sailor Venus collection, I kind of have standards. You know, I can kind of hold off on certain things. I, but there I, are things that I don't get. But I will agree with you about t-shirts. I've come to the realization I'm starting to run out of space to put my geeky t-shirts. The drawer that my TV sits on. All three drawers are basically full of geek shirts. And I have shirts going back at least, well, I'll say 20 years. <laughs> Up here is an Animazement 2000 t-shirt okay now what i have here in this box it's a nice box of joy and i'm going to slowly cut it open now as you all know i believe we even talked about this on the show vans has did a cross promotion with sailor moon for a line of sneakers shirts hoodies, and other and socks. Unfortunately for Mako-chan, they did not offer toe socks. So, I looked at them, and I said, I want a pair. I want to do a custom pair. So, I decided I was going to jump, on, jump in on this. Now, even though the box is kind of messed up, I don't care. I'm still keeping the box. I decided, you know, when they go on sale, the customs would not say two days early. I'm like, I'm going to wait. When the when the real merch goes on sale, 10 o'clock that Friday morning, I'm going to buy. I originally said I was going to go into one of the stores because I was off that Friday from work. I was watching television that night. 
I jumped on my computer around 2.30 in the morning to check emails. I happened to check one of the Sailor Moon Facebook groups I'm in. And don't you fucking know that the sale went live at midnight. So I jumped on to get the black sneakers that I wanted. These are the black sneakers with the screenshot from the anime that looks like it's manga. With the logo on the sole in white. Sold out. Done. Gone. So I get up the next day. I make my way up to King's Plaza to the vans up there. They didn't even get them in. But I want to say thank you to two people. Uh, my homeboy, uh, Alan, over who's also part of uh, the Voice of Geeks Network, uh, Orange Lounge Radio, uh, Rob Roberts, a darling husband. Love that man so much because he's very he's a really cool dude. Uh, you can find him on Alan Alchemy TV. He reached out to me about getting the, getting a pair of sneakers. But by that time, my other friend Mel had reached out and she was like, which ones did you want? And I said, well, I wanted these. And she was like, I was looking for the same ones. So she has a pair and I has a pair. So, you know, we are. Oh, awesome. And they come with the black laces so you can switch them. Um, is that what is attached to the shoe? Yep, there it is, yeah. So I might do one white and one black. So this is really freaking cool. And what's funny is everybody thought this is the images on the side of the sneakers is from the manga, but it's actually screenshots from the anime in black and white. And gray It is scale. very manga-esque. Yep. Because of the coloring. And I do realize one thing. When I buy Skechers, I'm a size 10. When it comes to Vans, I'm a size 11. Because those 10s were tight on my feet. I'm like, I'm going to blister up if I wear them. So, here they are. And they're freaking awesome. I will probably wear them out come tomorrow. And as Ranger Serena says... She wants those black sneakers. And she said, you know, she's still waiting on them. Well, I don't know if you're waiting to buy them. But I will say, if you are between a size 11 and 13 and a half women's, they are in stock on the website. If your feet are smaller, if 10 and a half and all points low, out of stock, best thing to do, check the sites early in the morning between 6 and 8 o'clock and you might just get lucky. Because I am in the process of ordering another pair for one of our staffers. I've had my order canceled three times already. And I am checking now to see if this order has not been canceled yet. So, and it's still processing. Um, it's been 24 hours and it's still processing. Let's hope for the best. <laughs> oh, you want the slipper slides. Go to Vans' website and check if they're in stock. Hit the order button. Now we got that out the way. Let's get down to tonight's news. Let's talk about yet another reboot and anniverse. Trigon. Is I'll that me or you? Because you didn't put who's doing what. I didn't put who's doing what. We'll just bounce back and forth so you can roll with that. Okie dokie. Because so it gives you the Gundam one. Okie dokie. Yeah. I'm okay with that too. I know. Um, yeah, so it was actually announced just the other day that 
uh, they're going to be doing an original new anime for Trigun called Trigun Stampede. Um, it's produced by Taho and Orange, who did Stars. The anime is going to be premiering in 2023 with new staff and new cast members. And it's going to be streaming uh, through Crunchyroll. Mm. So um, they did say that there was going to be more information coming out at Anime Expo on July 2nd uh, on a panel that is being hosted by Crunchyroll. So for those of you that don't know what Trigun is, because it is one of those... uh, you know, early anime series that uh, not all the little kitties might know about. Well, some of them might know because remember, Trigun did run on Adult Swim or Toonami. It did, but it was not part of uh, anything of the current incarnation of uh, Adult Swim and Toonami. Um, it is something that has not been on air in a while. So it's uh, the series is set in the 32nd century. It follows a gunman known as Vash the Stampede, and although he is constantly pursued by destructive bounty hunters, he is unable to remember the incident that led to his 60 billion bounty. Love Uh, and peace! Yes! (laughs) Um, So yeah, so the original TV adaptation ran uh, uh, ran from April to September of 1998, that's just telling you how old it is. Um, and it had 26 episodes. It was a manga. Um, but again, it's uh, we're, we're getting a brand new incarnation of it. I, 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 I love this series. Um, the characters are awesome. It has a lot of humor. It has a lot of seriousness. Um, and just like most anime, there are those instances where you just want to scream and cry uh even though it is uh, a decent comedy series but yeah uh there are those instances where you just want to go why why did you do that and yeah all i know is i hope my friend mike brings back his his well-known uh trigun cosplay rabbi wolfowitz yes <laughs> But as he said, his now wife got tired of him having that and basically said it was the prop or me. And knowing his priorities, the prop said bye-bye. I actually remember him asking people if they if they wanted it. And I don't know if that prop went to a good home. I would hope that maybe he would make another one for, for cons, even though he hasn't done a con in a while. Actually, no. He does MAGFest, but still. Hopefully he'll show up at an anime con as Wolfowitz for, like, one more ride. So that's kind of cool. That and I promised a friend of mine I would do um, Wolfwood to his Vash. So we'll see how that turns out. So, Man, file that under anime I would not expect an, an, a reboot of, you know? But then again, it's probably going to be... You really can't call it a reboot if, it's, if they're going brand new, so... Well, I mean, by the time it comes out, mm-hmm. we're looking at the, what, the 25th anniversary of it, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So a lot of series that, I, I don't want to, you know, say, a lot of series we grew up with. Meanwhile, the Ronma 1 half fandom is like, 
sometime today. We're waiting. Yeah, I mean, we're we're definitely we're getting a lot of big anniversaries for a lot of the popular series that ended up coming to the states that ended up becoming worldwide hits and that's why there are so many remakes and retellings and things like that coming out um i know that you know we're getting new yu yu haka show Mm -hmm. uh you know we've we've got um Oh crap! What else is coming out? We've got Yurisei Yatsura is coming. Yes, out. we have we have that, but we've talked about that. And, um, and don't forget, there's something later that's coming up later on in the show that's in your wheelhouse that you got quite giddy about. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Um, but I mean, that's just it. Is we're coming up to some of these, you know, super popular series. They were really good, you know. That yes, um, we got new fruits basket. Mm-hmm. We got, you know, they, they are finally doing the last part of the live action for Full Metal Alchemist. Um, we are getting other live action series. Mm-hmm. Don't forget from. The f- the more mm-hmm. the fruits basket movie is coming out. I believe next year we have the last two parts of Sailor Moon coming out. Mm-hmm. It's like basically it's the animes that were defining of the late nineties and early two thousand to help bring us to this point. It's coming back, and I think that's a good thing, especially for the young generation who have never heard of such titles. Or they know certain aspects of it. You're like, you know what? We're going to give you something a little bit more, you know. And, yeah. and I'm all for that. Yeah, I mean, we we just got freaking uh, Shaman King again. Yeah, I need to finish watching that. That I love the fact that the opening theme is so 90-esque, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I... I often complain about how many movies they're just, you know, rebooting and redoing. And... I think it's because it they haven't given them long enough to sit and become classic, like all of these series that they're redoing. And, um, the, and the fact that some of these older titles are coming back out on Blu-ray, and, mm-hmm. and as Slime Boy says, to be honest, I'm not. I'm really surprised they have done something for Ranma. Well, they did celebrate Ranma's thirtieth with merch. There was a live-action movie about uh, that came out eleven years ago. So I think we're coming along the 35th anniversary of the series. So maybe something. Oh, yeah. And Saint Seiya. We've had many reboots of that series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think it just it's it really depends on the popularity, I think, of the series, not just in Japan, but, but in elsewhere mm-hmm. and what exactly we get for it the, the, the grand overall scheme of like the companies are realizing wow they went over so so well you know right i mean the for yu yu haka show the movies that are coming out um i'm pretty sure those are the ovas that yes. already came out in japan yes that's what they are so i mean for the anniversary we're getting English dubs of them, mm-hmm. or they're finally coming over here. Mm-hmm. Um, either way, you know, e- even if it's not a new series or something like that, it's the for these anniversaries, they're like, okay, let's you know throw these other countries a bone. Let's mm-hmm. give them something because 
you know, they they help to make the series as popular as it is. Yep. They help to promote the series. They kept the series going. Uh, I think, uh, you know, I think Sailor Moon has a lot to do with that and the popularity and the, you know, the length of time that it has been mm-hmm. circulating in the world has kept it, you know, constant in everybody's mind. So to keep getting brand new merch and, you know, have the animes finished and things like that, the the fact that they have reprinted the manga mm-hmm. in, you know, three or four different ways. I'm actually, still... I'm actually buying the Sailor Moon mangas that actually have a physical copy. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, so a lot of people are, you know, each time it comes out in a different format, people are still buying it. So it's just, it's constant and it's bringing in a lot of money and it has to be one of, you know, the most popular anime series ever. I mean, when you think about anime, you think about Dragon Ball Z, you think about Sailor Moon. It has that longevity that is just never going to die. It's never going to go away. And I think a lot of these, you know, companies and a lot of these creators that are having these series come to you know such huge anniversaries 20th anniversary 25th anniversary Mm -hmm. 30th anniversary i think they're really seeing that you know a lot of these people still love these characters and still love everything that's going on and they want to get in on that and i say go on with it because i am willing to throw my money at you yes and for some people, they're like, oh, my God, I remember when this was on Adult Swim. Oh, I remember when this was on Toonami. Oh, I remember this when it was on local channels and stuff like that. You know, it's invoking those memories. And now I'm going to talk about yet another reboot. And this one probably goes back to maybe our parents and our grandparents who watched Astro Boy that came out in the late 50s, early 60s, you know. And I do know back in the 2000s, there was a CG reboot of the series as well. As well, So basically what's happening is that, um, let's see, Method Animation and Shibuya Productions are teaming up on this new project. And the creator and director of Miraculous, Tales of Ladybug and Cat Noir, uh, Thomas Astruck, is directing the CG animated series. As of right now, it's being called Astro Boy Reboot. I don't know if that's going to be the official title or that's just the working title. They're go- they're aiming for fifty two episodes, which will be pr- which is going to be pretty am- amazing for anime nowadays. Even though it's CG, it's still anime in my eyes. The, the this episodes will include stories tackling t- subjects like environmental issues, the impact of internet and social media. Uh, Method Animation founder Adon Somach says Astruck will bring a fresh and unique take on Tezuka's work, which is known for delivering powerful messages of its own. It took us several months to secure the rights, and there were, of course, many Japanese and American companies which were circling this property. But ultimately, Tezuka's rights holders entrusted us with it because we have similar sensibility and culture of graphic novels in both our countries and what we have achieved with Miraculous in Japan around the world and also played a big role in convincing them. Much like Miraculous before it, Astro Boy is hoping to pull together an international team of animators, including those from France and Japan. 
Tezuka's original Astro Boy manga ran in Kabunsha's Shonen magazine from 1952 to 1968, inspiring the first few anime adaptations in 1963. The series was a huge hit and marketed the first anime to be broadcast overseas, with the English broadcast initially running 104 of the anime's first 124 episodes, with changes to the content and order of the original airing, which... It's not the first time you've heard something like that happening, and it sure as heck won't be the last. But I will say, I'm hoping now we don't have to worry about some companies, you know, getting the rights to a particular anime series and, you know, changing the music, changing the, the names of the characters, changing the, the name of the anime, and putting it on a direct streaming site, you know? There's absolutely no reason for that. And if you know what I'm referencing to, good for you. Now, as I queue up the theme from Gundam Wing, <laughs> which I'm not actually on. No, there's no need for copyright strikes in this channel. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, speaking of Gundam, uh, they have given us a little bit more information on the brand new Gundam series that is coming out. It is going to be called Mo Mobile Suit Gundam, The Witch from Mercury. Mm. And not only is it the first uh, Gundam series in seven years, uh, which is pretty big. They had been coming out with Gundam series uh, yearly for quite a while. Um, but we're finally getting our first female protagonist. So, uh, as the story is uh, described, um, it's AS-122, an era where a multitude of corporations have entered space and built a huge economic system. A lone girl from the remote planet Mercury transfers to the Astatia School of Technology, run by the Benerit Group, which dominates the mobile suit industry. Her name is Saletta Mercury. With a scarlet light burning in her pure heart, this girl walks step by step through a new world. So they have five characters so far that are revealed. You have Saletta Mercury, who is a second year transfer student in the piloting department, uh, who will pilot the Gundam Ariel. Uh, you have uh, Moran... Maureen Rembrandt, a talented second-year student in the management strategy department. You have Ghoul Gel, G-U-E-L, Gel, mm. Jeddark, an heir to the Jeddark heavy machinery, and a third-year student in the piloting department who pilots Ghoul's uh, Dil Delanza. Uh, Ellen Cirrus, a third-year student and top pilot with the Gundam Ferricht. Uh, Shadik Zanel, uh, Shadik Zanelli, the adopted child of the CEO of Grassley Defense Systems and a third-year student in the piloting department who pilots Michaelis. The main staff uh, will include Hiroshi Kobayashi as director with Rio Endo as co-director. Uh, we do have some Code Geass uh, series composers and scripts involved. Uh, character designs for the anime are being handled by Marie Tagashira, Juro uh, Toide, to, uh, Toida, mm -hmm. and Hirotoshi Takaya 
and the music will be composed by Takashi Ohamama. Um, And I don't want to say this because that sounds horrible, but uh, this is kind of looking like it is going to be a reverse harem. But you're still going to watch it. I am still going to watch it. There you go. <laughs> Look, I'm all for reverse harems because if, if it's good for the guys, it's also good for the gals. Just saying. I'm perfectly okay with that. Um, I just, I, I don't know. I am kind of questioning just them being at school and how they're going to do that. And if it's going to be, you know, a, a quirky kind of series or... I don't know. It's, I'll have to watch it and I'll see. It's like when you got to be at school at noon, but you got to pilot a Gundam at two thirty. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> okay. Now this. Okay, you need to take the next two so I can have the last one. Okay, I'm okay with that. I figured you would be. And I actually forgot about that this one until I looked at the outline. I'm like, oh, let me drop that in there real quick. So, <laughs> no, this is not an illusion. You see, I actually forgot to list a, a list um a, an anime we're going to talk a, a subject we're talking about. But we're going to talk about Lord of the Rings anime movie. Now, could you imagine if they did Lord of the Rings as three different arcs? And as a 26-episode anime for each book. Good lord. That would be interesting. Yeah, I've been saying they should have been doing that for Harry Potter for God knows how long. That's just printing money. And now the the sheer number of money that would print and the sheer number of slash fiction that would go up. Oh, please. There is plenty of slash fiction. I know. You don't need anime to help that along. But with the anime, it would just go up by an additional 35%. You don't need that to help it along. Trust me. Harry Potter is one of the most fanfic series I know. out there. I know, but I'm, I'm just saying. We know how they look. Could you just imagine an anime adaptation and they all, they all look like lanky bishies i know that's not your thing but there's enough lanky bishies i thought you didn't like them lanky no lanky bishies is my thing see there you go there you go you if that was to be the case i know you you break out that tablet and start like well i got some fan art to do i I mean yeah i've seen plenty of bishy like fan art and things like that my thing is i i I will not throw money at Harry Potter until J.K. Rowling drops dead. Fine. And I totally get that. I absolutely get that. But I'm just saying, let that happen. Let them, the sheer number of memes of, oh, God, he's hot memes floating all over Facebook. (laughs) But let's get back to the, let's get back here to, to a better trilogy. Um, Details have arrived for Lord of the Rings, the war on, on Rohe. Rohirrim. It's an upcoming anime film directed by Kenji Kamiyama, who worked on Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex, one of Mako-chan's favorite animes. Mm-hmm. And it's also being produced by Sola Entertainment. The movie is slated to premiere April 21st, 2024, and they have a base and they have introduced a handful of English voice cast members to the project. 
Uh, Brian Cox, who was in Succession, as worked as Helm Hammerhand. Gaia Wise as Hera. Miranda Otto, returning from the, the Lotro trilogy as Eowyn and narrator. And Luke Pasquia, Pasqualino as Wolf. Additional uh, cast members as Lorraine Ashbourne, Yazden Kwafuri, Benjamin Wainwright, Lawrence Ubong-Williams, Sean Dooley, Michael Wildman, Jude Okawudike, Bilal Hassana, and Janine Davitsky. And hopefully by the time this comes out, there's actual well-known anime voice actors in this project somewhere. I mean, look, if if Paramount can get Colleen O'Shaughnessy as Tails in the second Sonic 2 film, I mean, it ain't hard to get other voice actors into a project like this. Just saying. Mm-hmm. As previously reported, Philip Oboyens is serving as the executive producer on the project, while Phoebe Gittins and writing partner Artie Papa Giorgio are handling the screenplay based on the script from Jeffrey Adis and Will Matthews. The creative team includes Richard Taylor, makeup and visual effects artist for Lord of the Rings, along with Tolkien illustrator John Howe. Lord of the Rings War on Rohirrim is set 183 years before the events depicted in the original trilogy. Helm and the people of what will come later to be known as Helm's Deep must make a daring last stand when the Dunlending Lord Wolf launches a sudden attack. Can Helm's daughter Hera find the strength to lead the resistance against this deadly foe? Sounds interesting. I'll probably end up watching it and falling asleep. Like I did on the last uh, Lord of the Rings film. And I know for some people that's sacrilegious, but it was just three hours too long for me. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I fast forward through a lot of the walking and running scenes. So I, I agree. Now, did you have the Benny Hill music playing as you sped through the walking and running scenes? (laughs) No. No, but now now I kind of have to try that. You should. And maybe and remember there are some shows where you put it on 1.5 or 2 speed to Benny Hill, it syncs up so perfectly. Yeah, I I might have to I might have to look into that and just yeah. <laughs> that that sounds hilarious now thinking about that. Glad you like. Now we're going to talk about one of my favorite animes and this is something Mako, you should actually check out because I think you'd actually enjoy it. Uh, I, one of the times that we were yeah. hanging out, you had me watch some of it, oh, okay. and it did. It looked really cute. I liked it because yeah, I know how much you like camping. I do like camping. See, laid back camp, or as I like to call it, the original title, Yuru Camp. There's an upcoming film coming out, and there is a traveling kitchen car that goes with that. The movie is inspiring this kitchen car that's going to travel around Japan from the northern reaches of Hokkaido to the southern island of Kyushu. The car will take to the roads from June 19th to July 18th, and as of the time of this this broadcast, it's already on the road. And it's selling collaboration drinks with the juice brand Y-Juice. The traveling store will offer one of six random cork coasters as a novelty item with each purchase. If you collect all six coasters, they come together to form a cube puzzle. 
The anime's official Twitter account is also holding a poster giveaway for fans in Japan during the kitchen car's run, which you can enter by posting a photo of the kitchen car as it stops in one of the local areas. For more details about the competition and the kitchen car schedule, you can check the anime's website at yurtocamp.jp slash news slash information slash 7485. And you might want to use Google Translate for that. The Fat Channel Twitter account will also post live updates of the car's location. And that account is twitter.com slash channel underscore fatman. Shochiku is distributing the film, which opens on July 1st. The anime film will feature the familiar characters from the franchise, now grown up, reuniting to construct a campsite. I like that. And I'm hoping um, Crunchyroll does get the rights to this film. I kind of hope they do. Oh, wow. I'm going to have to watch this, too. That's something later. Um, <laughs> no, I've been watching Tomodachi Game. It's basically a mindfuck version of Battle Royale. Instead of killing each other, it's just mind games. Mm. If you like anim- animes where it's, where it's nothing about mind games, Tomodachi Game's right up there. I see they're doing a live action. I can't wait. And now, to finish up all the important uh, news for tonight... Is Mako-chan, where we go back to one of her all-time favorite fandoms, Dot Hack. Yes, so uh, the Doc Hat series, Doc Dot Hack series. <laughs> I can't talk. Everything's just. I'm so tired. Anyway, so speaking of anniversaries, Dot Hack is celebrating its 20th anniversary, and by that, it is the 20th anniversary of the first original entry into the dot hack series so that is the game that launched on playstation 2 it launched on june 20th of 20 uh 2002 so 2002 um so it is officially the 20th anniversary so bandai namco is marking the occasion in its own way throughout the rest of the year Uh, with a few campaigns, starting with a trailer looking back at the history of the series and its various incarnations. Some of the fun fans uh, can look forward... Some of the fun fan... That's written so wrong. Some Mm. of the fun fans can look forward to includes a 20th anniversary book, which will drop on July 19th, an exhibit in Tokyo this August a commemorative art book and three volume best CD, which is coming out in December. Um, so yeah, anybody that doesn't know dot hack, think of a, you know, much better version of soul eater online or whatever sort the of. hell that is. Yeah. Sort of. I don't even care because yeah. the, the series sucked and yeah. it was, you know, completely a, uh, retelling of dot hack by somebody that thought that they could do it better. It's it's sort of like how um, the um, what what was that? It's like how the Twilight fan fiction became Fifty Shades of Grey. You know, yeah. It's a poor man's version, but both fandoms are kind of terrible within a whole. Whereas here, it's a poor man's dot hack, but this is just terrible. Where dot hack is golden. Yeah, uh, so Dot Hack starts out, you are um, playing an MMO. You are various characters. Um, so you are these characters in the game, and 
you are finding out not only stuff in the game, but also stuff in real life. Because the original series mm-hmm. not only came with the game, but it also came with an OVA set series. Now, the game itself was you as the protagonist playing in the game and finding out all of these things in the game itself. Uh, finding out about viruses being leaked into the game, finding out that, you know, if a virus touched a player character, the player in real life would go into a coma and usually die. Um, The OVA that came with it was everything that was happening in the real world. Um, So you were seeing that a lot of uh, electrical issues were happening due to the viruses. You were seeing that a lot of people were going into comas, there was a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes and it was, you know, the first kind of the first time that something like this had been developed where you not only got to play the game and see what was going on, but see the reaction to what was going on in the game by the real world. And it made it feel different. Mm -hmm. It was a, it was a very awesome series Um, It took place over multiple games. Um, So you had multiple games to deal with. You also had, you know, multiple discs to watch uh, with what was going on in the real world. That series in itself was absolutely amazing. They also, after that, came up with, uh, you know, spinoffs. They Mm -hmm. did uh, the one spinoff anime that mentioned the characters that had happened before kind of mentioned what happened but you know it was everything that happened after um so everything was quote unquote better you had the spin-off that um was actually a sequel and you find out that all of the characters from the first series that you knew and you loved are actually in this sequel series um, they've just created new characters for themselves to mm-hmm. either get away from people realizing who they are or to just stay on the down low or to create new characters because, you know, new uh, character types had been developed in the game. So they all are actually interconnected at some point. Um, So you do get characters that uh, traverse from the different games to the different series. um, and, And there are, you know, a couple of different games in and of themselves it's a huge series. It's really good. It's really good. If you can take the time and actually play it, if you can take the time and actually find it, um, it yeah. is a very fun, entertaining game. It's a very fun series. So yeah, it is definitely one of my one of my top. I want to say top five series, and I, I mean that as a collective, uh, video game wise, anime wise. There are mangas out for it, too. It is a huge collaboration, and everything is interconnected. So it makes it uh, that much better because everything is tied together. And I will say, I'm looking on eBay now. Individually, the Dot Hat games go from anywhere from $20 to $80. As a set, anywhere between $200 and $800. Yeah, I'm hoping with the anniversary, if... There are enough people that are buying the merch. I'm really hoping that that means that they might actually put the games, you know, transfer the games onto a, you know, you know, a new system or do the online kind of thing. Well, they did do that for .gu. 
you can get all four on the Switch. Yes, and I, I do have to eventually get that because I did like GU, um, but I want the original Dot .hack series as well. Don't, I thought you had all of them except for one. Uh, I believe I do have all of them on the PlayStation, mm-hmm. but I would like them um, on a, a like on a system together because I, I technically I believe I have all of GU as well. All right, you should double check because I'm just saying some of the prices for them individually aren't that bad, you know? Yeah. Like, I- I'm looking at one here. Someone is selling part dot hack quarantine for like 300 bucks just a game it's the the discs and the case no manual and i'm just like well if you know how to play through the game then knock yourselves the f out you know yeah and i mean the good part mm-hmm. is with the games if you did if you played them um one through four it actually transferred your save over so when you got done playing one, you could transfer your character and all of your equipment mm-hmm. and your level and everything over to the next game. So that was awesome. You could start and they would actually start you at, you know, a level that you were able to actually play. They wouldn't start you at level one. Um, but they did kind of want you to play, you know, all the way through every single one of them. So you got the whole story and you were leveling your character mm-hmm. and it made it really made you feel like you were the protagonist. You are playing this game. You know, you're trying to level from the start and find out all of this information. And they gave you enough if you happen to come in, you know, in disc two or disc three or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it just it was not the same feel um, as starting from the beginning. Yeah, I see some people just selling just the discs by itself, and I'm like, well, you could. I'm just saying you could pay thirty or forty bucks for just the discs, and if you find a reputable person on Etsy that does uh, box reproductions for like fifteen dollars, you're golden. Like, I've had rival schools for PlayStation One sitting here for God knows how long, and I got my hands on a repro of the of the of the box for like fifteen dollars. There's no manual, but better than nothing at all. If I come across just a manual, even better, you know. So, But maybe you should actually uh, take a look and see, you know, if you have everything, you know, just to, be on the sa- just to be on the safe side. You never know. I will definitely have to look. I, I still mm-hmm. have so much crap that's packed. Yeah. Um, I really need to go through the garage and find my candles because mm-hmm. all of my candles are in one tote and it's getting really hot. And they're all going to melt. <laughs> one giant candle. That Yeah, it's going to be one giant candle with, you know, 50 different scents. But I'd still burn it. Yes, yes, you would. I'd still burn it. I can't find the Rival School's manual by itself, but someone is selling it. A copy of it sealed, brand new, graded for $1,100. Yeah, no. Shh. No. Hell no. I can wait on that. Pre-owned 180. Kiss my ass. And listen. All right. E- e- enough about that. Let's get into the part. Let's get to the part of the show that y'all really stuck a- stick around for. Meanwhile, in Japan. All right. And I'm going to take articles two and four. Oh, we're doing all of them? Um, well, 
do you want to do all of them? Because uh, I figured the first one you might really enjoy. Um, I don't even know where the first one came from. You put it there, but the difference is... No, the, I didn't. No, that was on the list. I just changed the link to the article because the, the one that you linked to is still in Japanese. I didn't put that on here. So if you didn't put it on there and I oh. didn't put it on there, Ari put it on yeah, there. Yeah, he did put it on there. I didn't even realize. I just thought that was something that you would put because you like fire. Yeah, no. No, I didn't do that. All right. It's got a ridiculous amount of ads on here. I can't even read the f thing correctly. I thought it was an ad block on, on, on your machine. Uh, I don't know at this point, but like I have ads over this whole thing, oh, so geez. I can't even read it correctly. So you know what? All right. Um, I, 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 it's ad free for me, so I will I will take the first one, and you can take the second one. Deal. Uh, or you can take the first and second one. Or I mean, you, you, how do you not want the fourth one? I did say the fourth one. Oh. Okay, I said I take. Yeah, I, guess, I, guess I said I, I first. I said I take two and four. Oh, okay. And, but you said you couldn't read the first one, so I said I'll take the first one. And you take uh, the second. Okay. All right. So yeah, I guess I'll take two and three. Okay. All right. So I have a feeling that everybody in our chat here hates their job or has some type of rage towards their job. And, and it's totally understandable. But how, but just if you had so much, your work gave you so much pressure and so much stuff, you just said F it and just lit a match. And that's basically what happened. A man in Japan sets his company on fire due to said work pressure. And this happened last week. It's a building material store in Sezaki, Saitama, Japan. And it was burned down by an employee while he was on shift. According to Yahoo Japan, the 32-year-old part-time employee uh, at, Matsuza at Matsuzawa, yeah, this last name is Matsuzawa, admitted his crime during the investigation and said, I was too stressed at work, so I set the store on fire. At that time, <laughs> yeah, that sounds like an excuse you would give. At the time, it was reported that the store was open and there were more than a dozen employees, including Matsuzawa, several customers, and a female employee. The 42-year-old female employee was injured and brought to the hospital. As reported by Japan Moments, Matsuzawa had been working as a delivery and security guy at the store for about a year. And according to his report on Filipino Times, he burned down the place with a burner while avoiding the security camera. And don't worry, he was also arrested, so there you go. Yeah, that that doesn't surprise me. Mm. That's just wow. As Bonds006 says, why the song 9 to 5 come to mind? <laughs> and Sia DeBerry says, are we sure they didn't take his stapler? <laughs> oh, wow. That's, that's just nutty. I mean, me personally, I'd be like, you know what? I, I would just kick something over and just walk out and be like, just send me my last check. <sighs> I 
All right, Mako-chan. Uh, yeah, so, um, <laughs> this is a weird one, but it's right up certain people's alleys. Hi. So, in Hakihabara, or Akiba... Are you not, for the first thing, are you not surprised this is in Akihabara? Yeah, no, not at all. Same here. Um, yeah, so it's uh, long been known as a place where moe, feelings of strong affection towards 2D characters and media like anime and manga, it isn't just accepted, but encouraged and celebrated. So with the warm and fuzzy world of moe uh, and the cuteness and sense of comfort, um, right smack dab in the middle of it now is a dentist's office. This unusual dentist office goes by the name Akiba Shika, or Akiba Dentistry. Um, and it is Akiba Dental Clinic in English. Unlike other dental clinics, this one has a hygienist who's dressed as a maid. And to get everyone acquainted with the unusual concept, a preview event was held for the public um, between June 10th and 12th, ahead of the clinic's official July opening. Uh, so yeah, um, the first thing that's there is, uh, the reception area, which is very, uh, pale colored and pink, um, has very cute little accessories on it. It's very clean, very modern, calm and inviting. In the dentist room itself, uh, you get a glimpse of Moe, um, as, uh, yeah, so you get a, um, so those that those who have always thought that there weren't enough hands-on interaction with maids at a maid cafe may want to book their cleaning because obviously this is a very hands-on experience. Um, so during the visits, uh, the attendant, who is both a cosplayer and a qualified dental hygienist, mm-hmm. uh, did a fantastic. Yeah, did a fantastic job of making the patient feel calm and well cared for. So by the time he set up again, his he felt as if both his mouth and his mind were refreshed. With so many maid cafes around, uh, you begin to wonder why nobody had thought to combine moe with dentistry before. So the dental, uh, the dentist and the clinical director were uh, questioned about that, about the reasons for opening up the clinic. The doctor said, I think there are quite a few people who are scared of dentists to the extent that they have a phobia around dentistry. Originally, the starting point for this business was the desire to have those people come to the dentist. Then when I was thinking about how I could get them to come, I thought it would help if they could have a good relationship with the staff. It would be nice if they could have a dentist who didn't just check their teeth, but a dentist whom they could talk to as well. Hmm. So, yeah, um, they offer, you know, proper dental examinations. Um, They're very careful about uh, the quality, top range equipment and all of that. Uh, They are graduates from dental university is not just a bunch of people that are dressing up and cleaning your teeth. So, you know, obviously, uh, the doctor says the target is not children. It's the people in Akihabara. So their operating hours would definitely suit, you know, everybody in that area. So. You all right there? 
No, not really. Mm. Um, so yeah, so they're looking at the people that are in the area. So they're going to be open at, you know, different hours. Um, they're actually stating that they're going to be open between 2 and 11 p.m. and closed on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. So I'm going to guess that that means that they're open on the weekends. So even if you don't happen to live or work in the area and you just want to go to Akihabara to hang out, you can go on a Saturday or Sunday, get your teeth cleaned, and then go hang out in, you know, one of the maid cafes. Sounds like a, you know, good weekend and you're getting, you know, your teeth looked at and dealing with your health. It's a win-win if you ask me. Yeah, Except for, you know, the people that still have horrible phobias of the dentist. Well, maybe with this, it'll help them ease their fears just a little bit. It would not help me. Mm. Especially if I'm I... playing that Weird Al song. Yeah, yeah, that that's your fault. <laughs> that is your fault. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Bastard. Yeah, I know. <laughs> anyway, um, on to the third article. Okay, so I don't know. Hmm. Something Ciaberry says, and I I like this. Wouldn't it make more sense to have an optometrist to play on the Mega Neko image? Yeah. Yes, it would. It would. But as we were. So yeah, I don't know that we've mentioned this before. Um, I know that it has been in media. But uh, there had been a string of voodoo dolls being hammered to uh, Shinto shrine trees. So just this past week, um, a senior citizen was arrested for hammering voodoo dolls with Putin's face on it to the Shinto shrine trees. And um, somebody asked the 70-year... So the 70-year-old basically says... I'm being arrested just for that. So these have been popping up for uh, a little over a month at this point. Um, They're straw figures called Wara Ningyo, and they have been appearing at Shinto shrines in the town of Matsudo, which is in the Chiba prefecture. So these little voodoo dolls were found nailed to the shrine's trees with a spike driven through the effigy's chest in accordance with the traditional ritual for placing lethal curses on someone in Japanese folklore. At least 10 of them showed up, and all of them have the same target, Vladimir Putin. So whoever made the dolls attached a photo of the Russian president's face to them, and inside each was a handwritten note with Putin's name, age, and birth date, written on it, as well as praying for his death. Such a dark yet archaic expression of resentment might have you imagining that it's an edgy teen or maybe a second-year junior, Mm. but according to investigators, uh, it's about six decades since the perpetrator was in middle school. What? Yeah. So um, the elderly gentleman... Uh, they have a video of this. The elderly gentleman climbs the stairs at one of the shrines leading up to the altar. He makes a point of looking around to see that he's alone. And when he turns back around, uh, you can see that the voodoo doll is inside an open flap of his shoulder bag. 
The man then respectfully makes a donation at the coin box and offers a prayer in the Shinto style, bowing twice, clapping twice, and bowing once more. He then scans his surroundings again, apparently not noticing the security cameras, before making his way back around, uh, making his way around to the back of the shrine where the tree is located, to which the voodoo doll was later found nailed. Performing the curse ritual isn't illegal, but sticking nails in trees on private property counts as vandalism. And it appears that one of the trees uh, where the doll was found was on part of the grounds that were off-limit to visitors. So there's an associated trespassing charge as well. After examining the footage, the investigators identified the man as 72-year-old resident uh, Mitsunobu Hino. (laughs) Uh, when officers went to his house to place him under arrest for the charges he asked them what just for that it's a reaction that along with the video evidence of him carrying around a curse doll doesn't make him seem like the most innocent guy but he then said he would make no further statement before speaking with his legal counsel Given the similarity in the craftsmanship of the dolls and handwriting in the notes, uh, police believe that Hino was most likely behind the other incidents as well. The respectful manner in which Hino offers a prayer at the altar in the video implies that even if he was the one who nailed up the doll, his primary aim wasn't vandalism of the shrine, but truly to put a curse on Putin. Oddly, though, according to legends, the voodoo curses are supposed to be performed between 1 and 3 a.m., but the security footage was recorded at roughly 2.10 in the afternoon. So perhaps a failure to adhere to proper ritual regulations is why Putin hasn't dropped dead yet. (laughs) (laughs) Wow! Though public sentiment in Japan towards the Russian leader is far from positive these days... um, Japanese Twitter users are largely disagreeing with using black magic, petty vandalism, to express that anger. Um, he is a lot older than I expected the person behind this to be. Actor age. That guy must have a lot of free time on his hands. 72 years old. Shouldn't he know better? Well, when you get up there in age, sometimes you start to act a little weird. Just a little? If Hino is indeed the person who's been hammering up the dolls, hopefully hopefully he'll right his ways and start living a clean life and not slip into more heinous crimes in his late 80s. And this is why we put the old people in the old people home. Hey, it's not the curse itself. It's the fact that he was trespassing. <laughs> so if he would have done this correctly onto trees that he could have done this from, he wouldn't have any issues. It's because he was, you know, doing this on trees that you shouldn't do this on, and he trespassed. And it also didn't help the fact that he did it at the incorrect time. Well, I mean, he's probably sleeping at that point. He is 70. Yeah. Although, I know a lot of 70-year-olds that end up getting up around that time. That's like, why they go to bed so freaking early. Like my grandparents. They get up around like three thirty, four o'clock in the morning, go to the local diner for coffee. It's my neighbor. I have a ring. My ring goes off at four o'clock in the morning because he's going out somewhere. At four o'clock in the morning. Well, there is a diner not too far from your house. Not at four o'clock in the morning. There is a 24-hour Wawa, though. Well, but maybe- every day, every day. 
freaking day. Well, Four o'clock in the morning. He's getting in his freaking truck, which is loud as hell because it's an old truck. And just going off and doing stuff, returning, you know, 10, 15 minutes later. And that's all he does all day. Well, maybe he goes up to the Wawa and gets a coffee and he, sit, and he sits in his truck, drinks his coffee, listening to 1010 Wins, okay? Yeah, well, he's, you know, getting up to go get his coffee at 4 a.m. And then he comes home, probably with his coffee. Um, and then, you know, an hour, maybe two hours later, he's going back up to Wawa to get another coffee. The man cannot stay in his house. And, you know, I don't care what he does, but my ring is constantly going off. Today alone, today alone, <laughs> while I was at work... I had 11 ring notifications. That means that he left and came back between five and six times <laughs> in the span of eight hours. <laughs> Look, there's a reason why my grandfather retired for the fourth time, okay? People, if you get to that age where you retire and you have nothing to do, find a hobby. <laughs> that is his hobby. Going, go, going to Wawa 4 o'clock in the morning and getting a coffee. <laughs> no, his hobby should be sitting and making coffee. <laughs> Buying different flavors of coffee. Making it in different ways. That is the hobby. Going and spending money at Wawa is not a hobby. That is an addiction. You do realize nobody here has sympathy for you, right? I know. I know. I'm like preaching to the choir. Because <laughs> as soon as you said Wawa, everyone's like, yeah, Wawa's good. Yeah, good choice. Yeah. yeah. I know. If I had the time, I would go, you know, 15 times a day to Wawa and get, you know, coffee and tea and, you know, sandwich here and there. And, you know, their their quesadillas are pretty decent. I haven't tried I haven't tried their their hamburgers yet. So, you know, maybe I need to sit down and try one of their cheeseburgers. But I mean, seriously, if it makes you feel any better, your mother probably does the same thing. Oh, she's smart enough to make her own damn coffee. Except when it comes to free coffee day. Oh god, free coffee day. Yeah, that she's going up to all the different Wawas in the area, not just the one off the road. I like and you it can just... get a maximum of four, so she goes into this Wawa and gets four, and then she goes into this Wawa and gets four, and then she goes into this Wawa and gets four. All the while Den all the while Dennis Leary's no cure for cancer is playing in her car, okay? I have pictures of the last couple of coffee days. So have so in which I, we have gone. I, and I say we because I have you know contributed to this. Mm -hmm. And we have between the two of us twenty four coffees. <laughs> and because they don't actually say, "Hey, is that coffee?" She goes and gets coffee, and I go and get hot chocolate. <laughs> yeah. So then I have a refrigerator filled with. 24 ounce and 32 ounce freaking hot chocolates. At this point, chocolate milk. Well, I reheat them. <laughs> Lord. 
this is this is what you do. You're allowed to get four, so you just hit up all of the Wawas. And you come home with, you know, twenty-four. That's that's what you do. And then when her and I go together, we each get four. And go to all the different Wawas. And come home with, you know, hell of a lot more. I, I, 48 is a lot of coffee to put in the fridge. I just want you to know that. That's when we start dumping the coffees into, like, big pitcher containers that are used for, like, iced tea and, and, and you know, Kool-Aid and shit like that. You just dump those, you just dump those cups into there and you've got coffee for weeks. I know how to go through the system, damn it! I've always said, don't work the system, let the system work for you, but god damn! It's one day a year! So, you have to, you know, get your money's worth. Well, and since it's free, I get my money's worth. Yeah, I see that shit. <laughs> I, I have to admit that we have not done that in the last couple of years. So. Oh, God. Shit. Now I forgot the quote I was going I was going to put up on the Facebook page. He'll probably come back to me later. And there's Ranger Serena with I got to map out my local Wawa's. See, now you got our you got our listeners going. You? If you're going to actually do this, seriously, if you're going to actually <laughs> oh, do this, bring those containers with you so you can take the cups and dump them into the containers. Make sure that, you know, they're secure and they're not going to fall. Then you can get rid of the cups and you have the containers and bring like, you know, two, three, four of them, however many you want and switch up your flavors. You just got to remember what flavor you're putting into each one of them and if you make the coffee the way that you actually like the coffee and put it into the container, when you're ready to drink the coffee and reheat it, it's all done for you. It's all done. It's sweetened how you want it. It's flavored how you want it. You just pour it into a cup, stick it in the microwave, heat it up, and you're good. This bitch right here. <laughs> oh, God. What? <laughs> Always be prepared. And as you can see, she's taking notes. Always be prepared. Does she always be percolating? Well, on that day, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get to our last story. As, as an aside, though, if you're going to do this, one, you know, little, you know, foible, one little, you know, FYI, make sure... You were stocked up on toilet paper. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. You do not want to finish off all of that coffee and realize that you are out. Unless you're me, who has a high constitution. You can still have a high constitution, but coffee is you know, a diuretic and it makes you pee and the caffeine makes you poop. Oh. That's why so many people, when they get to work and have that first cup of coffee, 
It's bathroom time. Unless you're me, that doesn't kick until the second or third cup. Yeah. Yeah. Again, it goes back to high constitution. Anywho, we're going to get into our last story of the night about Love Live. Not the typical Love Live you'd expect, but a man was stealing school equipment to recreate a Love Live classroom at home, and the trial on it has finally ended. Last February, a trial began where a 28-year-old man was charged with stealing a large amount of school property because he was infatuated with Love Life Sunshine. This man, this month, the man responsible for all of that was handed down a suspended sentence of four years for a two-year prison sentence and were given a much clearer picture as to why he did it in the first place. According to the testimony during the trial, after graduating from school, the man moved out of his family home and rented a house in Shizuoka City where he got a job as a caregiver. Amidst the loneliness of his new living situation, he had become engrossed in Love Live Sunshine, an anime which follows a group of students forming an idol group in the coastal city of Shizuoka Prefecture made him increasingly nostalgic for his own school days. He decided to recreate the room where the characters will hold their music club on the second floor of his house and f first bought a new desk online. But it didn't have the warning look that the school desk he remembered he had, so for the full effect, he made the decision to steal the rest from actual schools. At the trial, he officially stood accused of illegitimately entering three high schools within a four-kilometer radius of his home, but he admitted that there were more. Each time he traveled by bicycle, entering unlocked doors and taking as much as he could carry each time, which on a bicycle is not much. Kind of impressive if you ask me. He wasn't subtle about it, though. He was spotted by neighbors more than one time. One instance, he even crossed paths with an officer on patrol who stopped him for questioning while riding his bike with an amp in the basket and a desk under his arm. However, he told police that he was returning home from performing at Shizuoka Station and was allowed to go on his way. Well, now, by the summer of 2021, he had collected about 15 desks, but realizing that he would need 30 to recreate the classroom properly and decided to step up his efforts. And one particularly daring raid at a high school last October reportedly stole 18 desks, TV extension cords, a long table, textbooks, tennis balls, trophies, and more in all in one night, making about 10 trips back and forth. In a way, I kind of admire that. Kind of? It would seem that he fell into the classic trap of wanting to pull just one big last score taking pretty much everything he'd need to complete his room and then some, but the sheer scale of this job brought a lot of heat. By November 11th, the police were able to track down and arrest a man, charge him with stealing about 83,000 yen in school equipment, which equivalents to about $616. He pled guilty and threw himself on the mercy of the court, appearing at the trial in a sweatshirt and nervously telling the court that he was suffering from homesickness and wanted to reconnect with his youth. While handling down, handing down his sentence, the Shizuoka District Court judge told him, if you want to immerse yourself in the school drama, that's fine. But the means you took to do that were illegal. It was a selfish idea that caused a great deal of trouble to many students. Recognize the trouble that you caused and try to live a decent life so as to not to commit the same offense again. Since all of the items were returned and the judge deemed the man suffer from other social punishments such as the loss of his job, he ruled that a suspended sentence was sufficient in the matter. 
Hopefully, the man can, can begin to, um, to emulate a more forward-thinking anime that deals with the joys of gaining independence. Kiki's Delivery Service might be a good start. <laughs> as much as I love Love Live, I would, I could never. Even if I had the space, I could never. And on that note, I think it's time that we wrap up the show. I agree. Yeah, because we definitely ran late. But it was for good reason, though. Yes. Yes, it Coffee. was. Coffee. Well, that too. <laughs> <laughs> so if you like tonight's show, tell a friend. They in turn will tell another friend and so on and so forth. And check out our other shows, older shows as well. We're independent bloggers, independent podcasters, and we do this for the fun of it. So what we tell you what we like and don't like, we actually mean. Check out our... Oh, if you have any questions about the show, drop us a line at podcast at AnimeJamSession.com. Again, that is podcast at AnimeJamSession.com. We're here to believe you. Check out our website at AnimeJamSession.com, where you will find our weekly podcast, links to our YouTube page for convention videos, links to our Facebook fan page for cosplay photos, anime reviews, uh, cosplay tips and tricks, convention reports, cosplayer interviews, editorials, all so much more at AnimeJamSession.com. Don't forget to check out our podcasts all over on anything that's available where you can receive your podcasts, such as Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and so much more. Check us out there. Check out some of our older episodes. You'll like them. And don't forget to follow us on our social media pages on YouTube and Twitter and Facebook. Follow us on all of those so that you can see when our new episodes are coming out, new convention videos, cosplay photos, articles, and then some. And we appreciate the help all across the board. And don't forget to check out our tip jar down below. There's a link to our stream elements and our Ko-Fi pages if you want to throw us a few dollars that way. Or you can cheer us on with some bits and we appreciate that. Um, subbing to our channel is also appreciative and gift subbing as well. We love all of that and we're truly appreciative of that as well. And hosting us as well. We love that too. So now I'm going to throw it over to Mako-chan for last words. So last words, Mako-chan. I am going to enjoy going to bed tonight because I'm freaking tired. Fair. My last words, I'm going to... I'm going to wash up some grapes, sit down, watch the final episode of Tomodachi Game, and call it a night. Well, that is it. End of the list. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Ari will be here. We have some brand new stories. We'll try to check in with Wild Spice to see if she's settled in or not and all that good stuff. So, we'll be back next week with a brand new episode. So, I'm Ranma. And I am Mako-chan. Great fight. Great night. See you next week. Night. Say goodnight, Mako-chan. Goodnight, Mako-chan. Oh, that's perfect. It's time to get up on out of here. So, uh, let's just let the music fade you out.
This podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on this show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it. For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!